Welcome to the She Does This podcast, where we have unfiltered conversations with real women on how they do it. I'm Geordie Lucas, your host and founder of She Does This, and I thought I would shake things up a little bit this week and give you a bit of a background on how She Does This came to be. Well, I guess the story starts in 2015 when I was living in Los Angeles trying to pursue a career in acting. I was studying online at the time through a university in Australia. I was doing a degree in PR and journalism. And I had all of these amazing female friends who were doing lots of cool things on the side, as most creatives do. You have to have a side hustle. And I just thought I would combine what I was learning and, um, you know, a passion for being creative and empowering females and create a, a blog. And it was originally called I Support the Sisterhood. And it was just a hobby, a way to fill my time and a bit of fun in the beginning. Fast forward a few months, I was pretty miserable living in LA. I had no job prospects, very little money, and I just decided that it wasn't making me happy. And so I decided to move home. And while I still really wanted to pursue the acting, the reality of living in Australia is if you aren't on Neighbours or Home and Away, there's not a lot of opportunity to make a full-time income or living as an actor. So I went and got, you know, quote-unquote normal jobs. I worked as a receptionist. I worked in retail. And all the while, I was just still plugging away with I Support the Sisterhood, just having a bit of fun with it. And it wasn't until I I started getting requests to feature brands and work with brands on Instagram and I thought, oh, I could actually make some money out of this. So it wasn't really until maybe 2018, 2019 that I decided to really put all of my energy into it and and become really serious about it. And I've been really lucky to get some great opportunities. I've learned a lot in a few years and yeah, I've I've been very, very lucky and I'm not naive to the fact that a lot of doors have been opened and perhaps people have taken notice of what I'm doing because of my time on Neighbours. For those of you who don't know, I was on Neighbours from 2009 to 2012 and it was an incredible time of my life. I'm so grateful for the opportunity that I was given. It was such a long time ago now, 10 years plus, and I still get lots of DMs, messages, questions about my time on the show. So I thought it would be a bit of fun to get an old friend and a familiar face this week on the podcast to talk about her time on the show and how it changed her life. So earlier this week, I caught up with Carla Bonner, who most of you will recognize as Stephanie Scully. I am so excited to be joined by my old friend and old stepmama, Carla Bonner, who most of you will recognize as playing Steph Scully on Neighbours. Carla, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure, George. So good to be here with you. It's been so long. I know. I know. How has ISO been for you? Look, this time around, I have to say it's a little different because now I'm finding that the days are really just blending into each other. All of a sudden, here I am again having my cold shower. Mm. Here I am again brushing my teeth. Here I am again putting on my face cream. Like it's just this cycle that's um, the time frame of it is closing up. And so, yeah, the days yeah. are just blending into weeks and 
Yeah, I mean, I, I will say, like, the first time around, you know, you just accept. And this time, yes, I just accept what is. And I must say it's, um, I, I'm really grateful that it's winter. So we are yeah. given, you know, the weather permits and gives us permission to actually be inside. Um, and so I have been, I've, I'm so occupied and I'm so inspired. Like I study and I, I work with students and I all online, everything's online, but I'm actually thriving. I'm, I'm loving it apart from the day's blending. <laughs> I think a lot of people are actually really enjoying it and just having an excuse to just like tune everything out and just like be with yourself. Exactly. And I feel sorry for those people that can't actually be with themselves because that would mm. be hell. And I've heard some stories of that, but then, you know, you go, oh, you know, it's a great opportunity to dive in. Why don't you take it? Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about what most people will be listening to this podcast for, and that's your time on Neighbours. Ah. Let's go there. How how did you get your start in acting? Through my sheer determination and my uh, refusal to believe anyone that told me I couldn't. That's how I got my start. Um, you mean like the actual physical opportunity? Yeah. So that was the time where that's the olden days, right, where we didn't have mobile phones really and I didn't have one and I just happened to be, it was that thing of right place, right time, walked into my agent's office on my way somewhere else. I just had this inkling to drop my headshots off at my, my new headshots off at my agent with my agent sorry I should mm-hmm. probably speak properly um, and so when I walked in um, my agent was actually on the phone to Jan Russ and she, her mouth just dropped and said Carla Bonner has just walked through the door and so she got off the she, she got off the phone she said to me Jan Russ wants to see you immediately and for those who don't know Jan Russ was the casting director of Neighbours for a very very long time and cast many iconic Exactly. Hence me expecting everyone yeah. would know who she is because she's a legendary lady. <laughs> I love her very much. Um, she has given she has given many people their starts in life. Yeah. She's an incredible lady. So anyway, I had my child. My youngest boy was 18 months old at the time and I had him on my hip and she was like, Jan Russ wants to see you. So I raced across town. Jan Russ grabbed Jai, my baby, and just started playing with him and threw me a script and said, I'll just do the best with that you can. Oh, my God. I did a cold read, right? A cold read is just straight off the page to deliver. Now, what had happened was um, the Scully family had been cast and they'd been filming for six weeks. When the original Steph mm. said, I can't do this. Yeah. So they needed a full cast. And so I came in, did that cold read, then got a call later that day, maybe the next day, to get me to come into the studio for a callback. And so I went in, did my callback with my screen sisters, and then the next day I got the call to say, I've got the job. So it was like three days, George, within three days my whole life and my whole family's life had turned upside down so you know I went in and I met with production and they handed me a you know like a a pile of scripts and that were my that was six weeks worth of scripts handed me the schedule which you know 
you kind of need a degree to be able to work it out initially. Yeah, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and my, and the schedule for the next morning was they said to me, you've got 19 scenes tomorrow. You start at 6 a.m., develop the character of Steph overnight. So this was like maybe 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I literally had 14 hours to to develop Steph and learn 19 scenes and then rock up at 6 a.m. And be fresh and ready to rock. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know what? So luckily for me at that point, I had such an amazing photographic memory. Like I organised my mother's entire 30th birthday party based on me knowing all of her friends' phone numbers. Yeah, right. Wow. So for me to remember the lines of 19 scenes, I just hit the ground running. Like I really yeah. did. It's not to, you know, big note myself, but I actually mm. had a real gift with this and it, it, I just utilised that and it got me through. So then it wasn't just that first day. It was every day after that for six weeks. I had 19 scenes, 6 a.m. starts. It was basically all me. And so that was like a, you know, what do they say, initiation by fire, trial by fire or whatever it goes. It really was. And it was incredible. And it was like, you know, it was a three-year contract. Yeah. So I just into it. Within three days, everything changed. And so how how did you navigate that as a mother of two young boys like that's insane really insane so my mum quit her job <laughs> immediately gotta love mums yeah uh, you know mums amazing so mum quit her job to come and be my nanny because it started the next day it wasn't even it wasn't next week it's the next day so mum the kid's dad was amazing I just had this band of support around me um, that enabled me to, to go and do what I was born to do, you know, like rest my drama clean. So, yeah, it was something that, you know, this is something I wanted my entire life. It is so incredible. I remember when I got the call that I, I got my role and just that moment of, shit, this is like happening, I've done it. Yeah is such an incredible moment, isn't it? I'll never forget that. Me either. And it was like, I mean, I even get the tingles through my body now and and it's such a it's such a potent memory for me that I can use that um, for any inner work that, you know, I might need it for. But, like, my, I was bouncing. Like, you know, it's like my head was hitting the roof. It was just the most ecstatic kind of overwhelming, you know, you, you're going to pass out. The blood's just <laughs> It's just like insane. It was the most exciting. Yeah, yeah. So how did you deal with, I mean, shooting into stardom in Australia and in the UK? How did you go from being anonymous to everyone knowing who you are? That was so bizarre, right, because Mm. when I had my (laughs) – I remember when I'd be walking the streets or, you know, when it first started happening and people were coming up and wanting autographs, right? Yeah. Every time I had to sign an autograph, I'd just laugh because I would imagine those that know me, seeing me signing autographs, they would find it really funny. Yeah. And so I would laugh because it's just like this is surreal. Um, And then... You know, those that and those that had been in my life prior 
yeah, when it happened in front of them, they, they found it just as hilarious. And then, you know, and then it would move into people wanting hugs on the street. So mm. I'd stop giving hugs, you know, free hugs, you know, like it was, it was just, it was powerful and it was such a, an honour. Yeah. And I very quickly realised how much of an impact I can make on someone's day by just being kind, just smiling or yeah. a giving a moment of my time, just being present with someone. Yeah. Very And that really sparked something in me. The fans of Neighbours are passionate, aren't they? They love that show. Why do you think it's such an institution? Why do you think people love it so much? I got the full... Um, kind of experience of why that was when I went to the UK to do Panto. So I think, you know, I'd heard that it's bright and it's cheery and it's sunny and it's like it's summer and it's never cold in Erinsborough. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but, you know, so when I was there and I saw, I switched on, it was bright and it was alive. Like my screen just came alive and I actually went, oh, my God, it was this, it just brightens everything. And, yeah, the storylines were very, um, you know, it was about relationships and community and, and all this feel-good stuff and, and you know, everybody cares about everybody. Or you, And so it, I think it was just a real, it's a real comfort um, with the cut, the brightness and everything. It, that's the, the vibe I got when yeah. I was there. It just brightened. Just going back to um, your experience as a as a mum being on the show, something that I experience now being a mum is mum guilt. <laughs> Did you get the mum guilt when you were, you know, and I'm sure you even get them now when your boys are grown up, but how did you deal with that working? Because that, that show is crazy hours. Oh, my God. That was so hard. And you're exactly right. My, you know, mum guilt lives on in all of us and we will always find reasons to feel guilty um and look sometimes I just cry it was so hard it was so hard I have memories that you know there were a couple of times where my boys really needed me and um I was on set and I didn't get their call or you know one particular um incident with my youngest boy yeah you know and that was horrible it was just heart-wrenching you know, thankfully nowadays, I believe the place is a lot more family friendly. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more, you know, um, the mums are able to kind of say, well, no, you know, the women have more power now somehow to say, no, my kids come first, you know, and, and I felt so terrible that in these times what I was demonstrating to my kids was that they didn't come first. And so that was my battle. But they did yeah. come first because that was my battle. I either make a stand, take a stand and lose my job. So hence, you know, my gratitude for the support that I had, support network that I had, and that was, you know, also included friends, very close friends as well. And, um, yeah, that was um, that was not good. That was not the good part of it. You know, like some days it was 14, 16 hours. You know, like you had a night shoot. If you're first up in the morning, and then you had, you know, a night shoot. Yeah, yeah. So it was. They were tough times. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad for the mums that are on the show now that it is that bit easier. 
And especially like mums just taking a stand and saying, no, my babies come first. Mm-hmm. I knew that my babies were very loved and looked after and that they were safe. Yeah. So it was that. That was just so. And there were battles. Like I did have battles with producers. Mm. But you don't want to push it. Yeah. You didn't want to push it back then. Yeah. Now, try me now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have little kids anymore. So, yeah. Founded by a master chef, an elite footballer, and an expert dietitian, Dynamic is the meal delivery service making Australia healthier one meal at a time. Whether you're gluten free, dairy free, vegan, vegetarian, or low FODMAP, Dynamic has meals for you. So no more shopping, chopping, mess or stress, just beautifully balanced meals delivered to your door. Want to win $250 worth of Dynamic Meals? Simply follow She Does This on Instagram and send us a DM with the code word HEALTHYME by the 23rd of July 2020. Let's move on to some listener questions because we received a lot. So many people were excited that we were having you on this week. So first of all, what storyline were you most proud of and why? Oh, my gosh. How do you actually choose after what, you know, basically 20 years? Um, <laughs> look, I have to say, you know, the breast cancer stuff, um, raising awareness around that was really powerful um particularly when you would get you know like I received some really emotional and incredible um fan mail and one was of a nurse I'll never forget it a nurse who was actually because Steph was six years younger than me (laughs) so she was she was basically Steph's age uh a nurse who didn't feel you know I'm not in that age group you know it's I'm not in the high Risk, yeah. High risk age, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and then when she, but she saw Steph discover the lump and then start going on this journey, she thought, oh, I might just check. She checked. She found lump. And she said, like, oh long story short, I just basically want to thank you for saving my life. I've just finished radiation and chemotherapy. Wow. So what an honour to be given such a huge storyline and to know what impact that had, even in yeah. one life, like I know it had to be, yeah. even in one woman's life. That's incredible. That. That's someone's daughter. That's someone's mother or sister. Like exactly. that's huge. Exactly. And had Steph not gone through that, this woman would never have discovered it. So that blew my mind. And still comes mm. today. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> that is incredible. I love the time that you and I were working together. It was right before Steph left and, you know, playing stepmummy and daughter and that was beautiful. That was hard. It was gut-wrenching. It was heart-wrenching. It was Steph becoming this person that I'd never known, you know. Um, she from being this really loyal friend to someone that, you know, just cut her best friend's grass by you know, doing the typical neighbours thing of bed hopping. But you know, this was the friendship that was, you know, this was the um, this was the friendship that people would aspire to. This definitely be friendship. Uh, Steph just destroyed that. 
So that was really hard, doing all that stuff with Kimmy, um, you know, like the the showdown, the Steph and Libby showdown, that was yeah. pretty cool on. Um, oh, gosh, just so, so, so many. I I really have difficulty. I'd rather the viewers or the audience to let me know what their favourite storyline was. Like that's yeah. it. You guys remember, they remember more than I do because we yeah. go through, you can't retain all of that we've got to let it go create space for more new um so yeah if anyone's got any feedback on what their favorites were yeah it'd be great (laughs) I just had a flashback to when we were shooting the scenes where Steph gets sentenced to jail and Janet Andrew Arthur's I remember I I was sitting next to her in that scene and I had no idea that she was gonna do make that noise and like I just couldn't believe the noise that came out of her and I like I remember watching it back being like that is my genuine reaction of just like shock I had no idea that was gonna come out it was just oh my god gives you goosebumps doesn't it and doesn't she help you to you oh, know, she was amazing. The way you need to get to, because <laughs> that yeah. was like for me. I'm like, oh no, I know. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. Who were you closest to behind the scenes? Uh, very close to Janet Andrew Arthur. Um, mm-hmm. You know this wonderful woman, wonderful, generous, warm, crazy, neurotic, beautiful. Yeah, beautiful woman. Just, just like, oh, I love her so much. <laughs> mm. um, um, well, Kimmy and I, like Steph and Libby, the friendship, the Steph and Libby friendship was also a Steph and Libby friendship off, um, Carlos Kim friendship off screen as well. Yeah. Um, Ryan, uh, Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, like I, th- I think the older, the older crew, I think was uh, obviously yeah. you know you have the relationships longest with those people. So when you say that, I mean I loved I, I loved I loved working with you, and I loved working with you know it's it's that yeah it's it's it's, it's like in life yeah. though you're not going to gel with everyone, and so yeah yeah. Those that you do, you really do. It's beautiful. Because you spend more time with everyone than you do with your own families. <laughs> I was just going to say it makes it a hell of a lot easier when you like who you work with because you're there all day, every day. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So just one last little neighbours question. Fond memories looking back on the show, on your time? <clears throat> yeah. Oh, my God. It was what a what you know three years here we are 21 years later and yeah. I'm still it's been such a huge part of my life I am eternally grateful um yeah loved being able to do what I love every day um yeah so many fond memories what a mm. what a great place what a great chapter of my life Well, I'm so grateful for Carla for her time. You can keep up with Carla on Instagram at CarlaBonner3 or through her website, www.carlabonner.com.au. And honestly, I feel exactly the same way that Carla does about my time on the show. I have such fond memories 
of those three years, I forged some beautiful friendships that will be lifelong. And I learned so much as a person. But obviously, life has changed a hell of a lot since then. I'm now a mum to a little baby girl. And she does this is my work baby. And I'm incredibly proud of how far it's come from a hobby blog to now receiving thousands of daily visits. We feature some of the biggest names from the Australian business and media landscape. And now, of course, we're producing this podcast, which is a huge achievement. So I guess I just wanted to give you all a little bit more of a background as to where I've come from and my passions. And obviously, we're creating this website and we want to inspire you all daily. So if you have ideas, inspiration that you want to share, please get in touch. Lucas at shedoesthis.com is my personal email. I would love to hear from you. As always, if you have enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, subscribe. Give us a like on Instagram to stay in the loop with what's going on on the site daily. And I will be back next week for another episode of the She Does This podcast.